Hey, everybody, you're listening to In Our 60s, hosted by me, Marcy Nicholas. This show is for those of us who are navigating the decades of our 60s. And in each episode, I have a conversation with someone who is in their 60s like me. And I'm, I'm really starting off with just talking to my friends, uh, friends that I've known for a long time and maybe friends that I've just met in the last year. But today, uh, I have one of my lifelong friends. We all call him Bobby, but he's he's also called Bob, among other things, maybe. Uh, but uh, I don't know what his wife calls him at times. You don't want to know. So... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so, so what have you been doing this morning? Uh, well, I, uh, went to swim, uh, at a, uh, oh. I live in New York city. There's a, uh, city parks department rec center, uh, a few blocks away from me that I just joined last month. And I've been trying to swim a couple times a week there. So that's how I wow. started my day. It was, it was great. Um, and then I had a little breakfast and a uh, puzzle, a little bit of a puzzle <laughs> and watched a little bit of TV and then prepared for this. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a great morning, a great way yeah. to begin your morning. Right. right. Well, 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 I mentioned that Bobby has been a lifelong friend and we actually met in elementary school in fifth and sixth grade because in our town we're both from york pennsylvania and our schools uh we had very we had these very small neighborhood schools and then some of the neighborhood schools then had to bust their kids for the last two years of elementary school fifth and sixth grade so so that's when Bobby and I met because he came to my school, which had fifth and sixth grade. So did we, do you remember, I mean, this is a long time ago, but do, <laughs> do you have any memory of us actually meeting or was it, well, let, let me ask you that question. No specific memory. No, I feel like we might've been, I, I think they like, we all had our homerooms, and most of our classes were our homerooms. But I think for reading, they you know divided us up, and we might have been in the same reading class. Is that does that make? Oh in yeah. Fifth grade, I think I had it, Mrs. Hake for reading. Did you? No, no, okay. I can't. Okay. Well, I can't remember who I had for reading. But then yeah. it was sixth grade, right? That we did we have Mrs. Ray for reading. Yeah, I think that's right. I, she definitely was not my homeroom teacher. She was. That's right, Mister. Well, I won't say the person's name who was my homeroom teacher. Who did? Who was your homeroom teacher? In sixth grade, it was Mrs. Dahl. Oh, Mrs. Dahl, right? Oh, yeah. She was a doll. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was. Yes, I mean, I just remember my. My elementary school women teachers is just really like put together and serious and, you know, really, really sort of like the first professional women, right, that yeah. I ever, you know, that I ever met. Um, right. right. So yeah. 
I mean, what I remember, I mean, I remember a few things from Mrs. Ray's class, but what I do remember is that we had to memorize a psalm, right, from the from the Bible. Do you remember right. having to do that? Like mine yeah, was like remember, psalm. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. I remember we did there was some Bible aspect of the class and it was <laughs> It was described as Bible as literature, I think. Wow. So maybe yeah. because they weren't supposed to be teaching us religion, and that was a way <laughs> right. of teaching yes. us. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I remember mine was either Psalm ninety-five or ninety-six. So I, I don't know why I remember that, but yeah, I, yeah. I have no recollection of what my passage was, but. Very I odd, thought it was both kind of interesting and weird. Yeah, I don't know that right. the other reading teachers did that. My adjective, I would use those adjectives as well. <laughs> you know, and there did may be you, do, ones, you rem- but... the, do you remember that we had to do country notebooks? Yes, I loved my country notebook. What What did you do? What was your country? Thailand, I think. Oh, good choice. Which, yeah. And the the one thing I remember was fun, you know, like learning about a, a country that far away. And my sister, I have two older sisters, and one of them had a boyfriend who had uh, been, been in Vietnam and oh. came back. And he told me that they went to Thailand for R&R. And he was, told me, you know, it's known for having the most beautiful women in the world. So that sort of stuck <laughs> with me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow i did my country notebook was russia or, or no no not not russia i guess it was the ussr yes that was my i i i mean why i chose something so dark i don't know that's what that's how i think about russia right just this very yeah, dark although place although it's probably it was probably our first exposure to those world places. I mean, it's not like we were, or at least I wasn't, you know, that attuned to world stuff. I mean, no. what I do remember, and, you know, this relates to the Vietnam War, too, was like um, we used to watch the, the evening news as a family, usually while we were eating dinner in my kitchen. And I thought it was, like, completely normal to hear the death tolls from the war, like, yeah, that was just sort of what I grew up with, and every night they would say how many people had been, you know, killed or uh, in Vietnam, and you know. Yes. Thinking back on it, it was just such a. It was a it was a very busy you know big time in the world, but that was just sort of my little bit of the reality of it. Right. Yeah. Same. Same here. I mean, we watched the news every night and watched the news from Vietnam, and of course, you know. I mean, I probably one reason I'm thinking I did the USSR is just because of that holdover right from from World War II and the and the Cold War and probably just sort of in the air, right? Those by by doing that, you know, hearing hearing about Russia and communism and right in in that in our during during the 60s and and the 70s so 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 let's let's sort of let's move on in time (laughs) from (laughs) 
from it's sixth funny, grade. I, I, I remember some of that stuff better than I remember you know what I did in the last couple of years. So. Right, I know. I, know. I, I, I hear you. Like Fred says, don't you remember when, you know, we we did something, you know, he'll pull out something that we did 20 years ago. I'm like, no, I don't remember that. <laughs> don't you remember we took that drive? No, I don't. So, yeah, right. Right. yeah it's it's weird what memories land and which ones seem to, to uh, disappear. So, so let's, let's, let's take the leap from um, sixth grade to, to being 60. So did did you do anything special for your 60th birthday? Not well I didn't I didn't really want to. My I I've always been a big lover of my birthday. I had like a <laughs> 50th birthday party and uh Na- my wife Nancy would um you know threw me a couple of surprise parties for my birthday and I always tried to make a big deal about it, you know, reminding everybody and whatever. And for 60 <laughs> I just wasn't feeling it. It was like oh I think it might have been like the first time I was like, it was hitting me that, you know, that's kind of getting older. <laughs> so I didn't plan anything. It turned out that we ended up, I actually, a cousin of mine died, like, uh, who I wasn't Aww. too close to, but, you know, it was, uh, you know, it was a, kind of a shock. He was a year or two older than me. Died like right before my 50, 60th birthday. Another cousin had died right before my 50th birthday. So that sort of brought that, you know, mortality thing home. Um, so then I, we ended up, we have an annual um, 4th of July thing with uh, at my cousin Rose's house, generally. And, and, you know, a bunch of people come from, you know, cousins and stuff from actually as far away as uh, Toronto and Atlanta. So that weekend, the night, the night before 4th of July, we actually went out and had a birthday dinner for Nancy's like hosted a birthday dinner for me. We all went out for crabs, which was a lot of fun. Um, So that I ended up having a birthday party, even though I wasn't feeling it, and I ended up enjoying it. But uh... right, just just delayed a little bit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I love. I'm I'm very close to my cousins too, and I love getting together with my cousins. I, I haven't. So I have a cousin who still lives here, and then I go visit a cousin in North Carolina, and then yeah. sometimes we have a big get-together actually in Arizona, in Tucson, oh, wow. be- because two of my cousins live there. So mm-hmm. we've, done, we've done a couple cousin trips, and, you know, I just, I just love, love spending time with my cousins. Yeah, me too. Me yeah, too. I, yeah, I'm sort I mean, of at the younger end of the range, so yes. you know, I've seen I've seen everybody sort of age ahead of me, and you know, that sort of it again sort of drives that age thing home again. So <laughs> yes, me too, me too. I'm the youngest of of my cousins, and and right. one of my cousins did die a few years ago. So you know that that did also brought it home that. You know, not to not to get too morbid, but you do have to realize you're sort of in this last era of your life. <laughs> um, right, right. You know, your last 20, 25 years uh, of your life. And and I've just been thinking a lot about how to how to live that a little bit more intentionally um, than perhaps the last 20 years. <laughs> you know. The last 60 years. But. So, 
so but so those are sort of some of the uncomfortable things about moving into our 60s what's what has been maybe the best thing or something that has been what what's been the best thing about moving into your 60s for you anyway i feel like i guess i have a you know, it's nice to have a sort of lifelong perspective on life. Like, at my uh, job, which I just retired from, you know, the younger people, I felt like I was able to sort of give them a perspective about, you know, how the work should uh, should be done, and you know what the, the what's important and what's not. Um, and I think sort of that sort of expands into just you know everyday life, you know, you sort of understand mm-hmm. what's what's important in life and what's not a little better. Um, so, yeah, I think that was the best thing. Uh, also, the other thing was thinking about not having to work. Um, like, there's there's people in my office who worked into their 80s, and it was like... Oh, my gosh. Just, it just seems so strange so, to me, like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I know. I don't know yeah, who those so, people are. I I don't understand that. Th- that. Yeah, I think one guy explained it to me as he had you know a lot of his friends retired and were unhappy. They didn't have anything to do with their time. He liked to remain active, and you know there is a social aspect of it that you see people every day, and you know. So you know I can understand it from some people. Also, it's about making money. You know, some people are just sort of fixated on accumulating. Money. I, I worked at a law firm, and you know it's a pretty lucrative job. So mm-hmm. you know, so I, I I don't want to use the word greed because that sort of has a negative connotation. But sure. I think you know people either fear of not having enough money or just the desire to keep making uh, money. But right. You know, I think a lot of so people don't you... realize that they're sort of losing it. <laughs> like <laughs> right. Right. I don't think I could continue working even through my late 60s. I don't think I would have the energy. I'm surprised that people have so much energy to continue working. Yeah, yeah. Physical energy, you know, physical right. energy. Right, right. So how how did you decide on your retirement? I mean, how did you pick a date? How did you decide it was time to retire? So... Nancy and I had talked about it over the last, you know, several years. We have a, you know, financial advisor that sort of tells us if we're on track to be able to have money to retire with. And uh, our, our, what we had in mind was doing it at, you know, the standard age 65. And um, Mm -hmm. that just sort of seemed like a good time for us. Neither one of us wanted to work forever. Um, I wanted to and I didn't. So here's the thing. I um, <laughs> my dad, as you probably remember, died. Both my parents died pretty young. Yeah. My dad was like 63 and a half years old, and that sort of always has hung over me as like you know, well, I I hope and I think I'm gonna live longer than my dad did, but you know, I uh, who knows? That's like that sort of seemed like it's a possible endpoint of of my life. For me just because for no particular reason other than that was when he died so that kept playing in my mind look maybe i shouldn't keep working till i'm 65 i want to enjoy life a little bit um and you know i was 
unhappy with work. There was a lot of stress that I didn't want to have to deal with. There's a lot of sort of tedious stuff you have to deal with. Working in a law firm, you have to you know keep track of every hour you uh, you know all the time you spend during the day and what you spend it on so that you can bill the client. And when you don't bill the, a full day of work, yeah. When you don't bill a full day hours, of work, yeah. Exactly. When you don't bill a full day of work, there's sort of pressure either you put on yourself or or you know from your uh, bosses that you know you should be filling more and generating more business and I the headache of all that I was just like feeling very unhappy and whining to my friends and family <laughs> so one good friend said well you probably have enough money that you could retire now <laughs> this was about a year <laughs> and a half ago and then my son oh, said the I same thing you know he's sort of launched and on his own and uh, we don't really have to worry about supporting him anymore and he said and we only have one kid and he said, why don't you retire? You, you know, my parents, my friend's parents have done it and they're all seem very happy. So that sort of played <laughs> in my head. And so th then I decided this was about, I don't know, a year and a half ago. Then I said, well, what am I going to do with my time? Like these people that have told me they like have nothing to do or they're bored or, you know, they feel like they're wasting away. And I've, I've seen that happen to people. So I made a list of things to justify retiring that I could do with my time. Just... You, you built your case, right? You yeah, built your exactly, case. Right, right. <laughs> um, and Nancy was supportive of it. You know, she had things for my list as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Now you can do this, right? Right, exactly, exactly. Right, right. And, you know, some of, there was a lot of overlap. Like, I, I enjoy, I, I'm sort of the family cook, and I said, well, I could cook dinner for us more and, you know, cook better meals because I'll have more time to do it. And, you know, I can take care of, I've never been a real fix-it kind of person, but I said I can do more stuff around the house and, you know, at least clean better and organize and, and fix little things. And, you know, um, so... So I, then I, I said, okay, well, and I thought we talked to the financial advisor and they said, yeah, you could, that shouldn't be a problem doing it before you're 65. So then I had to figure out when. And so about a year ago, I guess the end of 2021, beginning of 2022, I said, you know, I'll, I'll work through 2022. That was the sort of the decision I just came to based on all that stuff wanted to give my office enough notice. Um, I also didn't want to tell them until after they um, gave us our bonuses for the year, which right. happens in, in the beginning of June. So okay. you know, I said, I'll work six months. I'll give them six months notice. That should be plenty. And I'll tell them, you know, in the middle of June after I get my bonus. And so that's what I decided. Um, and well, it worked out well. They were they were understanding and accommodating. Not many people had actually retired, but it actually did happen in the last couple of years. Uh, one guy my age also retired. And so they were learning how to deal with it and um, supported, dis disappointed, but supportive. And, you know, said if I, if I feel like I made a bad decision, um, you know, contact them they you know there's like a place for me there that i i don't have to feel like i can't come back and if i don't if i'm not liking the retirement thing so right 
Well, that's a great that's a great process that you that you went through. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah, a process. This is a good, yeah, a good. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, but but it is it is a process that that others can adapt for their own purposes too. But it is a process, right? I mean, I've in in my own thinking. You know, I had a date in mind that I thought I was going to retire, and I haven't officially announced anything. And then, and then when it when it started getting closer, I thought, you know, I just I'm just not. It's just not the date, right? So, like one of my friends, my friend Suzanne said, you have to be able to sleep at night. Is is how she put it. If you don't think you yeah, can sleep yeah, at night very, with yeah, with the date that you've chosen, then it's probably not the right time. And I didn't think I could, so <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm going to push it back a little bit. But so what have you? So so let me ask you. Let me piggyback off of that. Like when your employer said, "Well, if you want to come back, we'll have a place for you." Do you, you know? So it's been almost two months. Have you had any sense, feeling of remorse or feeling like, yeah, I'm going to call them next week and get back on the, on the ledger? <laughs> no, no feeling of remorse at all. Um, it actually turned out there were a few, I, you know, I tried to transition the work that I had that was continuing to other people. And, you know, there were a few matters that were close to completion that I just kept and said, you know, and negotiated that they'll pay me an hourly rate to finish them off uh, after the end of the year. Um, and those actually, one of them, uh, just, uh, the client decided not to go forward with the uh, transaction we were working on. Two of them are very, uh, a little bit of work from time to time uh, that I've done and is they're sort of slow moving, so they're continuing. And then there's other things. You know, people call me from time to time and need help on something that I had, you know, background on that I've been able to help with. So, so I I didn't make a completely clean break. I've done a, you know some work. Maybe I don't know about. It's been like maybe five hours every couple weeks. Um, of, of legal work and you know that's been it's been good i don't really and and they said if we have other things for to give you from time to time and you want to work on them you know we'll pay you an hourly rate to do it none of that mm -hmm. new stuff has come up yet um which is fine with me i that was the firm's idea and i said that's fine you know i just want to be able to decide whether i really want to work on it or not oh so no i don't have any regrets i am still doing a little bit of work but that'll sort of trail off as these two little matters uh, get completed. Um, right, as these projects, yeah, uh, exactly, exactly. As as they resolve and and you finish up, yes, right. So I wanted to go go back to something something else you said about your 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 dad's death at sixty three and a half, and I know I know your mom died young, also, right. How yeah, old was your was, mom? She was like 55. Like maybe yeah. Almost 50, 50, yeah, almost 56. But she was yeah. 55. 
Yeah, because we, we, we sort of have that in common. My dad died when he was 45, and right. then my mom right. also died when she was 69, um, right, a couple years after she had retired. And, and were you in college when your dad died? Yeah, yeah, I was a senior in college. Oh, a senior, yes. Yeah. So uh, here's what we had. We had like a little club, Marcy, right? People who yeah, right. you and me and Jeff and. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and Rosie yeah. also. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I, let I me. I was a senior in college. Yeah. Let me let me ask you about that though, not about, you know what, I guess what it, it, what impresses me about you, you Bob after your dad died is that, that, I don't know, you're one of those people who seemed, I don't know if this is true or not, but, but you seem to have such a, like a a vision for your life. You know, you didn't, you know, after your dad died, so many things could have happened, right? With, with that, You, you, you know, who knows what would have happened to you, but you stayed on track you 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 got your your master's degree and your law degree you met your wife you got married you you know you built this this you know both of you have built these um these careers you know how how did you stay on track after after your your dad died Well, that's a good question. Is that out of I'm the blue to... question? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I haven't thought about it in a while. I, two things. I, there, one was a little bit of guilt. I was, like, <laughs> wavering about – he wanted me to go to law school, and I was wavering about that. And, you know, we were talking about it, obviously, because, you know, when you're a senior in college, you have to start thinking about what's next. And – he said, if you don't apply now, you probably won't. If you take time off and do something else, you probably won't do it. Mm-hmm. He also, like, said, you know, he, he would pay for my college applications, law school applications, and I should, like, reach for the stars. He, you know, told me to apply to Harvard, which I knew I wouldn't get into, but I told him I had and <laughs> took $150 from him. So there was, you know, there was sort of guilt about that, like, one deceiving him about that, and two, uh, you know, not being sure, but wanting to honor his memory by by taking his advice and 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 going directly to uh, law school. I also, but I wanted to. I I, I was sort of uh, toying between whether I wanted to be in urban planning or law, and um, so I went to a school and did a, a joint degree that had that had both. Uh, thing so I would keep my options open I mean I guess I was just sort of career oriented I didn't want to just flounder but and I didn't know what I would do if I didn't go to school right away mm-hmm. I had had so the other thing is I have a very supportive um, extended family aunts and uncles um, cousins sisters who were there for me you know Mm-hmm. So one aunt and uncle just, you know, when after my father died, which was, you know, after my mother had died, just said, you know, you have a place at our house. You know, you can always um, you know, stay with us, <clears throat> consider this your home. So, you know, that was 
that was sort of kept me on track. Right. I had had an uncle who passed away shortly before my father, who was in the real estate business. And like the summer before that, he had suggested that maybe I join his business. So I was sort of toying with that by, in the back of my head. But when he passed away, I felt like that opportunity had, oh, yes. had sort of gone yeah. away. So, mm-hmm. so I didn't really. So that, w- that would have been the other thing I would have done just sort of career-wise. And that sort of, mm-hmm. that door, I think, closed to me. So, um, or I, I didn't pursue it with my aunt who inherited the business because I wasn't sure I really wanted to do it anyway. Um, but, right. you know, I think it was mostly the support of my extended family, you know, I'm sort of what I'm coming yeah. around to. Right, right. Sort of wondered about that, you know, how how those kinds of things affect people differently. And, yeah, yeah. And, and that's that's great that they took you on and 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 embraced you and saw you through that that time. Yeah. I mean, it started when my mom passed away. We, um, you know, just sort of the extra support from his, my father's sisters would, they would, we would have a schedule where we would go to each one of their houses for dinner one night a week. And they sort of took care of the two of us. Um, And my grandmother too was, uh, was similarly um, sort of, you know, supportive. Um, Right. And and the other thing I want to ask you is, you and and Nancy, you have downsized. You downsized before, like a few years ago. You guys moved from a larger place into a smaller place, right? Yeah, yeah. How how did you how did how did you decide to do that when most people you know, most people, even at, you know, at our age, uh, and, and, you know, people who are older, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you've had any experience with this, but, you know, they don't want to move out of their houses. They want to stay where they are. Um, but, but you, you, but, but you and Nancy seem to say, oh, it's time to, you know, we've got to, let's, let's, let's downsize. Let's go through our stuff. And, and let's get a smaller place. I mean, how did you how did you get to that place um, bef- before most people do get to that place? Right, right, right. So yeah, that was about seven years ago. Nancy, in in all of my uh, sort of real estate, where we're going to live decisions, Nancy has really good instincts about that stuff, and I just sort of go along with it. If it weren't for her, I'd probably still be living in my um, a place like my college dorm. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but she sort of has really good instincts with that stuff, and she thought our neighborhood was like getting. It, we were in sort of a commercial area in New York City that was getting very busy and popular, and we thought you know, just sort of financially, it was a good time to sell our our co-op which was mm-hmm. was probably always a little too big for us from from our perspective you know we had like 
four bedrooms and just one child and found it and it was a cool apartment and you know it was it was a great place to live for a while but nancy decided nancy thought you know it was too big for us Stephen was sort of off and probably wouldn't be living with us for more than a summer or so again uh, so and it, it was seemed like a good time to be able to sell our our apartment and we just decided we didn't really need the space. Nancy described it as downsizing and upgrading. <laughs> so the the quality, the place we lived didn't have any natural light and it didn't have, you know, in New York City, there's buildings that have doormen and staff and a parking garage uh, and a gym in them. And we didn't have any of those amenities. So you know, we th we did think as we're getting older, we're going to want more of that stuff to be sort of right, yeah. available to us. So yeah, uh, that that was sort of what prompted the decision, and we've been very happy with the, the move, especially during COVID. Being in an apartment, if you're stuck in your apartment, you know, having a window to look out and see. Oh, you, you've been here. Yes. You saw the views we yes. have. You know, lots of light, and it feels like you're not sort of trapped and I think in our old place even though it was bigger you know we we couldn't really see the outside world at all so um, right so you didn't have so yeah so in your old place you didn't have a view in other words no is that oh wow we actually yeah. did were you ever there I don't think you no were, no were. I was not there yeah. no we actually if the, I mean we faced sort of most of our windows were like up 10 feet from another building. Although you could in our dining room window, if you like craned your neck and looked up, you could see the <laughs> tip top of the uh, Empire State Building, which was kind of cool. You know, they light it up at night and it's kind of fun to look at that, but it really wasn't, you know, we didn't really get any light or, or couldn't see much uh, at all. Yeah, no, no, your place now is, is really nice and, and, you know, just the right size. Yeah, you yeah. Know, ab absolutely right. the right size, yeah, for, right. for, for the two of you. So what, what else is on your mind, Bob? What, is there, is there anything that you, that you're up to right now? I mean, how are you, like, are you? Do you have a a, a real s s hardcore schedule of right now, or are you just trying to f sort of feel your way through through these these days, and then are then have some kind of you know okay, I'm just gonna have some time to to just be and and then you know, hopefully move into a, a schedule in six months or are you, do you have your schedule set now of what you're up to? It's sort of a combination of the two. I sort of do have a daily routine. I you know, don't sleep late. I actually, because our bedroom is Nancy's office, so I have to be out <laughs> by nine o'clock when she has to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she works from home most of the time. One day a week, she doesn't. But so I sort of have a routine where I, you know, get up and, like I said, either swim or go to the gym and then have some breakfast and 
I do spend a fair amount of time at a desk, like going through emails and just dealing with personal matters where we just planned a trip that took some time. Um, and so I, I, you know, the list I mentioned to sort of justify my case for retiring, I'm doing stuff on the list and, you know, that's different. And it, some of it's kind of interesting. Uh, the one thing I like put on it um, is, and, and have been uh, sort of doing on and off is uh, doing background acting, which is what extras call themselves, like on wow. TV and movie sets. So I have a friend who does that like regularly, and uh, I thought it would be a fun something to do. You know, I hadn't like done any any of that kind of stuff since high school, so I was. You know, I signed up and, and, you know, two weeks into my retirement, uh, I did like four days as an extra on the TV show Succession, which was a lot of fun. Cool, then, Bob. Yeah. yeah. So that's sort of hit or miss. You know, you don't really hear about these. You don't really know whether you're um, going to be doing it until like the day before. So as far as a schedule, that sort of interrupts having a real schedule but it's it's been a lot of fun um so so let's let's get back to this a little bit so you did four days on the set of succession yeah yeah and it's it's a look for me (laughs) there were there were only 600 of us extras so Well, I don't, I don't, I don't typically watch Succession, which doesn't, but so, so you were on set for four days and that's obviously filmed in New York. I didn't, I didn't know if it was or not. Yeah. Actually. So were you like out, were you a character out on the street or in the office or? Yeah, so uh, that and the and the one other job I've done, I've been an audience member. So in that case, it, for Succession, um, it was a church. The, the the it was a big scene with a church service with like six hundred of us uh, background actors um, sitting in a church, uh, and they were filming the service that was part of the plot and. Um. Um, so it's interesting. There's a lot of downtime. Like you wait in the church basement until they call you into the chapel, and um, you know people are very sociable. Um, you, there's snacks and stuff, and you can like read or you know go through your emails or whatever, or talk to people. It, it, it's just very interesting. There's a lot to see what goes on in these productions. There's so many people working on them in different camera angles and. The, the downtime, it was kind of like jury duty. You're like waiting and waiting and waiting. <laughs> and then and then you get called into the courtroom you know, or whatever. Uh, and it was also kind of like <laughs> being a kindergarten student because there's these young production assistants who are probably like in their 20s, um, which may, my kindergarten teacher might have been that young. But anyway, they like you know, are constantly telling you to be quiet and go this way and get in a line and go into the church. But it was, it was fun. It was very Sort of like like being in a nursing home, right? Yeah, probably, probably. So I'm prepared for that if that day comes. Right. (laughs) 
Um, and then there two of the days were in the church service, and then two of the other days were at a reception, which they filmed in a fancy hotel. And it was, you know, similar things. There were fewer of us there, and I basically walked by the main characters a couple times as they were filming to make it look like it was, I don't know, they, I guess they have there were there were people in the background so the characters weren't all alone and the uh every once in a while they told one of us to walk by to make it look like there was some activity there okay but it was fun it was cool to see how it all works and you know the, you meet interesting people um yeah that's yeah, so. that sounds that sounds like fun what a, yeah, what a yeah, it was. cool and thing you get, paid to... like minimum, you get paid minimum wage so um what's minimum you know, wage well, like seven, fifteen. I think in New York City it's like sixteen fifty an hour. Oh, okay, all right. And you get paid, so they they pay you for um, ten hours. It's a long day. The, the most of the days were longer than ten hours. They pay you for ten hours, regardless of whether you work less than ten hours or ten hours, and then you get oh, time okay. and a half if you go more than ten hours. Okay, all right. So, um, all right. So yeah. So what 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 else does your schedule include? So making plans for a trip. Yeah. Gym. Right. We just planned a trip. Cooking dinner, cleaning, and organizing stuff around home. Um, I've been trying to take like a long walk every day or most days to sort of get in ten thousand steps. Trying that's sort of my goal mm -hmm. on that. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of a good time to sort of. Just so it's more meditative at times, just to take a, a nice long walk. Well, I I had I, I have for years um, volunteered at a homeless shelter like once a month overnight. Mm-hmm. And so I stepped that up a little bit, and now I'm one of the coordinators that that gets other volunteers to sign up. So oh, that's just sort of ramping up, and I've had to sort of reach out to people this week, and then I have to. Mar I, I'm the coordinator for March, so I have to, you know, follow up with the people that are scheduled to volunteer and give them reminders and stuff. So that that is really hard work. That that work is and and did yeah. they? Yeah. I mean, did you you spent the night, right? Is that what you're saying? Did you spend the night at yeah. the homeless shelter? Yeah. So yes. It's a, um, and there's like, you know, about twelve. Uh, it's not a huge shelter like some of the other ones in New York City. It's run by a Quaker um, Quaker meeting that has, it's just overnight. You go from like 7 or 6.30 in the evening um, until 6.30 in the morning. And and they the people, the, the guests um, come in from like an intake center that, that sends them over. And there's like 12 of them and two volunteers every night. And you Mm -hmm. basically give them a light meal and you know talk and then you know lights out is pretty early and then you get up and uh have a very light uh, quick breakfast and sort of clean up and and break down the beds and stuff because they use the room during the day for other stuff so yes yes yeah yeah so, i was yeah. involved yeah i was involved with some of that when i was in in Harrisburg, we were responsible for the the churches up there were responsible for staffing a homeless shelter in Harrisburg. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like we had our month that we had to staff it. In other words, right, right. 
Yeah. So that's that's a that's a yeah, lot. Yeah, it is. Of, I mean, it's sort of yeah. You know. the the guests are actually you know I was I've been doing it for I guess like fifteen years, so I'm sort of over this. But I was apprehensive at first, you know, whether people would be difficult or and yeah, you know, for the most part, everybody's sort of just very grateful to have a place to sleep and you know, yeah. polite and helpful and. There have been very few real sort of incidents, um, so it's, it's gratifying. You know, you meet the other volunteers. You know, you can be interesting people, and the guests. You know, you, you just sort of listen to them and hear about their lives and stuff, and mm -hmm. you, you, you makes you thankful for having what you have. Obviously, yes, yes. <laughs> so let yeah. let me let me end with the, if if let me end with this is there is there anything one is there anything you think you would have done differently regarding your your process of moving into this space of retirement and and the second question is do you have any do you have anything on the horizon that you're contemplating um doing or getting involved in i i can't think of anything i would have done differently um regarding the process i'm sort of happy where i'm at and i think it was a good decision it's working out well so that's that and sort of i'm working my way through my list as far as <laughs> things i want to do there's books i want to read um i just started a book called The Power Broker about Robert Moses, who was a sort of a New York City uh, politician slash urban planner that oh, in that world cool. is a very important book. Uh, was he the one who did it, he, he he didn't do Central Park, did he? Or what 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 did he He did a lot what? of the um, a lot of parks. But smaller parks, I think, and mm -hmm. highways. I, I just started the book, but oh, okay, okay. He built like the highway network around New York City and uh, some housing uh, developments and uh, parks. Um, but he was sort of a very domineering, dominating uh, figure. That's so right. It's a great book. I, it's I, about I... a thousand pages long, so you know, I like. <laughs> so... <laughs> Well, now you have That'll plenty of time, time to, <laughs> yes, you don't have to exactly. rush through it anyway. So right, right, right. Have... I'm a slow reader right. to begin with. So uh... Right, right. Well, well listen, Bob. Oh, oh, no, we didn't get to talk about maybe what you're, well, what you're contemplating. You know, I know you said you're reading. Is there anything else that you're thinking about? Yeah, well. The... Um, I'm hoping to you know, travel more and see more of the world. We just this trip we just booked is for a, um, and that'll we'll hopefully do more of that uh, uh, when Nancy retires, uh, which mm -hmm. will probably be like in another year and a half or so. Okay. She likes her job and doesn't have a list of things she wants to do, so she's like, okay. uh, she's happy where she is now. Yeah, so we'll probably try to do more travel once she has more free time. Um, uh, go to theater, museums, learn, maybe some take some classes, like learn some new things. We thought we would try to learn to play bridge together and do that sort of, which I understand keeps your mind active. If we're not 
if we're not beyond the mental capacity of doing it now. <laughs> if it hasn't been used up from, from, yeah, from right. all the, I mean, because I mean, your your work is pretty complex, but but I'm I know I'm looking forward to to having, as I told some other people, to having you know less cognitive space used up for my work and more for what I really want to focus on. Yeah, that's a very good way to put it. Yeah. I'm going to steal that from you. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you can. <laughs> well, well, Bob, yeah, yeah, I mean, hey, thanks. Thanks so much for doing this. I mean, it's, it's been, it's been, it's, of course, it's great to talk to you and, and, uh, you know, I want to I want to make sure I keep talking to you more than than what I have been in these last few years, and hoping I can join you soon in the in the retirement space. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, I recommend it. Um, and yeah, this is great, Marcy. I really uh, appreciate it. It, it. it was nice to talk to you on, for an extended period rather than I just know, sort of yeah. for a few minutes. Yeah. Uh, and I think I think this is a really good uh, project you're doing. So uh, I'm glad yeah. you've been a part of it. I, I really like talking to you and uh, good luck with this and uh, and everything else. Yeah. Thanks so much, Bob. Sure. All right. Well, listen, you have a great day and, you know, hoping to maybe maybe plan a trip to New York to, to see you too. Um, sometime. Oh, yeah, you're okay. always welcome to stay with us. So, um, um, yeah, that would be great. Okay. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. Okay. Thank you. Bye bye. Don't 